Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you could please open to 1 Peter 4, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to be looking at verses 1 to 7. The title of our message is, Be Right on Time. Be right on time. I just want to thank everyone for praying. Uh, as I mentioned before, Jack Hibbs asked me to uh, teach on his Wednesday night study there in Chino Hills, and it was a blessing. I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. God showed up in a powerful way, and uh, it was just awesome. It was well-received. After the message, people came up, and there was prayer. People were crying, repenting. There was just a, a powerful work of God's spirit working in a wonderful way. And so thank you for your prayers. It was just, a, what a blessing. It was just a, a true blessing to do that. I love Pastor Jack Hibbs. He's a, a blessing to me personally. He's a, a friend of mine. And it was just an honor to, to uh, be there and to be a part of that. Uh, you can, uh, if you want to go back and watch it, you can watch it. Uh, let me see if I can remember this. See, C-C-C-H- Calvary.org, cccchcalvary.org. So if you want to check it out, it's just a, a wonderful thing. But check it out. So after we're ministering, I think we were there till like 9 or 9.30, ministering to the people that were there. It was just a powerful thing and, and all. And so um, I uh, drank a lot of water before I even went up to the pulpit. So all these hours went by, and I forgot to use the restroom. So we went in the car, we started driving. And I don't know if this happens to you guys that are over 50, but it just, it just hit me. I had to go. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, there was no buildup. It wasn't like, you know, where I thought, you know, we better slow down. It was just like, it just, I have to go. And it's just like instantly. It was like, and so we're looking, we're like, we got to stop. And I'm sorry, sorry guys, we got, we're not going to make, we got to stop somewhere. So we find a gas station and I run into the gas station. And there's this lady there, this young lady. And I told her, I says, can I use the restroom? And she goes, oh, you should have been here six minutes ago. She goes, I can't, I can't unlock it for you now. And I said, it's an emergency. She goes, I'm sorry. And I said, no, no, don't be sorry. Just open the door for me. It's an emergency. And she just says, I can't do that. And I was like, you know, I felt like, a, you know, like Elijah, just Lord, bring fire down from heaven, you know, just <laughs> strike her, you know. And, and I was just like, <laughs> just, that was a joke, okay. That's not what I was really feeling. Was, I'm sorry. But I was like, really, are you serious? I said, have you never been in this position before? She goes, yeah. She goes, it's different for girls. And I was like, well, I don't think it's too much different right now. <laughs> so I went around the building. No, I didn't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I literally had to jump back in the car. And we went to, uh, what is it, a jack-in-the-box down the street. And it was fine. Everything was great. I just made it. I was like, thank you, Lord. And Wow. <laughs> My wife was online ordering Depends. I don't know what that means, but she was online going, I... But timing is important, amen? I should have stopped and used the men's room before we got in the car. And... But timing, and you know, be right on time. And it's kind of a play on words. We're only here for a short period of time, and let's be right on the time that we have. Let's do what's right with the time that we have here on this earth. We only have so much time. How many here are believers in Jesus Christ? Can I see a show of hands? Wow, beautiful. Most everybody here. Awesome. What are we doing with our time? Are we using our time wisely for the kingdom? Are we using it for him? 
As we're gonna see in our text, we've already spent enough time in our old life doing what we wanted to do. Now this time, as you're a believer in Christ, this isn't your time anymore. This is God's time. And God wants to use us for his glory, amen? Amen. So let's stand. I'm gonna go ahead and just read these seven verses. So again, 1 Peter chapter four, verses one to seven. 1 Peter chapter four, verse one. The apostle Peter writes, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past time in doing the will of the Gentiles or the heathens when we walked in lewdness and lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that we do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. Verse five, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead, so they will give an account. Verse six, for this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Lord, these seven verses have so much to say. Lord, I know what I put in my notes, and I feel there's some things that you want to speak to us today about. But I'd ask you to go beyond the notes. You'd go beyond anything that we can imagine, that you would speak to our hearts, God. I pray they would see, we would see the seriousness of this thing called time, the time we have in our lives. I pray, Lord, that as we're here, we're not just here punching in, doing our time. And Lord, I would pray that we're here to hear from you, all of us, including myself, that we would realize this is supernatural. This is beyond natural. This is your word that's alive. This is your Holy Spirit that's living. It's you that's speaking right now through your word, by your spirit. May we see the seriousness of this time right now. And may you speak to our hearts. May you help us to hear what you are saying, what your Holy Spirit is saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you so much. Okay, if you've been here on Sunday with us, we've been looking at the fact that the apostle Peter's writing to those that are being persecuted, those that are believers, those that had to leave uh, the area of Israel to move into Asia Minor, to Turkey. They're starting a new life. There's persecution. There's um, difficulty. There's suffering going on. He's writing this letter to encourage them, to give them hope, to give them instruction in their new life. We've been looking at some scriptures lately that can be misunderstood by different denominations and we're doing our best to interpret scripture with scripture. Whenever I speculate or whenever I give you my opinion, I try to do my best to tell you this is my opinion. There's so many things we don't know, but there's things that we do know and things that are important and things that we can stand on. And we have another one of these verses in our text here, verse six, which we'll get to, that is misunderstood by some denominations. And 
We're going to look at that. Last week we looked at baptism and the, how some people misunderstand baptism, that they say you can be saved by being baptized. And we kind of unfolded that and talked about that. If you, if you want, if you weren't here, please you, uh, get the CD or go on Facebook, it's there, or on our website, and it's, it'll be uploaded there on our website. So these things are important. We're looking at some real doctrinal truths here that are important to our faith that we need to understand. We're not saved by baptism. There, we don't believe in baptismal regeneration. We're not regenerized or we're not <laughs> born again by the water that we're in. We're, it's a commandment. We're called to be baptized. We should bap- be baptized. Baptism, as we looked at, we identify with the death going down, the burial of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ when we come up out of the water. And adults are to be baptized. Infant baptism, we don't see it in scripture. So that's what we looked at. And today we're going to look at some more good stuff here. So with that being said, I want to look back at verse 1. And the Apostle Peter says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Christ suffered in the flesh. He was crucified. He died in our place. And he's a great example of suffering that brings great victory. He suffered, he died, he went to the cross and it, it, it brings great victory for us. It gives us victory over sin. It gives us power over sin. It gives us victory over condemnation of sin. It gives us victory over the forces of evil. It gives us victory of death itself. Death can't hold us down. We're to be absent from our body. We're gonna go into the presence of God when we die. It gives us victory and power over fear, victory and power over uh, the lies of the enemy. And so through his suffering, victory came for us. So he's a great example of that, the ultimate example of suffering that brings great victory. But also it's, it's for us. And if you notice, it says arm yourself with this same mind. Realize that we're gonna have suffering in this world. We're going to suffer. We're going to go through difficult times. We're, we're going to get persecuted. We're going to, if you're truly walking with God, people are going to mock you. People are going, to, are going to talk bad about you. People are going to lie about you because if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate us. And we're to arm ourselves with that. It's like a, the word is like a military word. It's, it's to, to you know, put on your, your armor for this and, and realize that you're going to go through this and, and toughen it up. Be, be, realize that Christ suffered, we're going to suffer. And we don't like hearing that, do we? It's not a great message like, oh, yes, amen, pastor, let's suffer. You know, it's not like that, you know. But, but it's part of life. We're going to go through difficult times. There's going to be things that we go through that aren't easy. But arm yourself with that. Realize people that you thought were your best friend, when you stand with Christ, they might walk out on you. They might say, you know what, you're, you're a freak. I don't want anything to do with you. And the exhortation is arm yourself with that. Have that mindset. Realize that this is going to happen. The other word here, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. It does not mean that we just stop sinning. I, I've heard pastors actually say that. We don't sin anymore. And I was, when I heard the pastor say that on TV, I said, you just sinned. You just lied. But if you're a note-taker, it means to refrain. It, so it, it, see, it causes us to refrain from sin or to be released from the power of sin. Or also it can be translated that we, have, we don't have that longing for uh, in that stirring of the seduction of sin. It, it's, it doesn't have that hold on us like it used to have. And suffering has something to do with that. There's suffering that happens. 
Arm yourself. Realize that suffering will come. I remember when we first started the work here, back in 2003, we were in the, the women's club there, you know, right down the street, and it was a good season. I, I really enjoyed that season. It was fun, and it was fun to watch people come out and, and uh, people sitting outside because we didn't have enough room inside of that little sanctuary, and it was just a, it was a fun time that we had. And, but what we did is we went out on the streets uh, when we first started, and we just knocked on all the doors in the community. I think we, in Sunset Beach, I think we went at least two to four times to every home in Sunset Beach. Then we ventured out into the harbor. We knocked on all the doors in the harbor and went door to door. We didn't, I don't know if we quite made every house, but I remember we walked up to this one gentleman's house, and he had his hose there, and he was spraying down his driveway, and so we just walked up to him and we started talking to him and say, how you doing? It's a, it's a beautiful day. Isn't it nice to live in Southern California? He's, oh, this is beautiful. We're living the dream. And, he's gonna, and we talked about sports and we talked about this and that. He's laughing with us. He's cracking. I thought he was going to invite us in for dinner. I mean, we're getting along so good. Seriously, he was just like, you guys are awesome. And, he, and then all of a sudden, and he's like, well, what brings you guys around? I says, well, we're from the local church and we just want to let you know Jesus loves you. And he was like, instantly, this is what he said. He said, get off my property now. And it just shocked me. I mean, literally, all I said, we're from the church and Jesus loves you. That's all I said. And then I repeated. I said, sir, I'm, I'm just a little confused. I said, we're like acting, you're like, we were talking like best friends. And all I said was, we're from the church and Jesus loves you. Now I'm your enemy. And he says, you heard me. Get off my property or I will call the police. And I said, Satan, get behind me. No, I wanted to say that, but I didn't say that. <laughs> But it made me realize that how real this is. The name of Jesus Christ, there's power in that name. But because of it, we're going to get rejected, guys. And for me, what it did for me, it made me see even more so, wow, this is a spiritual thing and this is real. People hate Jesus. Some people hate him. And we'll go through suffering. We'll go through difficult times in this world. We're not exempt from difficult times. Do you realize that as a Christian? But suffering can be used to help loosen the hold that sin wants to have in our lives. Do you know that? It gives us a better perspective. When I had the food poisoning, and Pastor Rick back there, he had food poisoning. We ate the same thing. We were sick. I heard he threw up for five and a half hours. I had six hours. And does that mean I win? I don't know. I don't want to win and that kind of stuff. Ugh. But I'll tell you what, that little bit of suffering, it just gives you a perspective of, you know, how short life is. I mean, literally, I'm like, Lord, if you want to take me, but uh, can my wife get sick too? Because I don't think she's going to be happy if I go. So maybe she gets sick. We both die. How about that? But it does. I, it, for me, I, it gives me a better perspective when I go through difficult times. It, this life isn't my home. This place isn't my home. I, I'm looking forward to a much better place. And it, it, the grip of sin can just, you know, it seems the more we go through, we can either get bitter or we can get better. Some people, they go through suffering and they, they get bitter towards God. They get bitter towards other people. And that's not what God wants. He wants through suffering and difficult time, he wants us to arm ourselves and realize that we should have a loose grip on the things of this world and realize this is not our home. I look forward to one day getting rid of this body and getting a glorious body, a new body. I look forward to heaven. 
We lost our three babies, our three miscarriages. It was, a, it was probably one of the most difficult times that we've ever gone through. And it was tough. And I remember, you know, and this happened quite a bit, and it's well-meaning and everything was good, but even, you know, people would tell my wife and say, you know, that you have many children, and it's, you know, God's blessed you with many children. And, and it, it, when she first lost the babies, it was hard for her to even hear that because she was like, well, you do the trade. You, you know, you take the people. I want my babies, you know, and it was hard for her. But interesting, now, after all these years, like eight years later, now she realizes, yeah, we do have many children, and God knows what he's doing. And, and we, in the children, the people that we have here, I can honestly say, you know, we have a love for the, the people that are here just, just like our own children. I mean, it's a wonderful thing, and it's, and it's a God thing. And God in his wisdom allowed that. But I can say that through that suffering, I'm looking more towards heaven than ever before. I have a great investment in heaven. And it helps me to have a loose grip or hold on the things of this world because, again, this isn't my world. How many people saw the movie Unplanned? Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, not too many, but it was, I mean, it was tough when you, when you see what we're doing, the lies that's coming out of that organization and killing babies and lying to these young women and telling these young women, oh, it's nothing, it's just flesh and all this little tissue and it's all that, and just the lies. And it, it, it did an excellent job at exposing that. But it makes me realize more and more the suffering, the things that are going around, on around the world, this is not our home, guys. And I pray that we don't have a tight grip on the things of this world and sin, that we have a, there's like, you know, we cease from it. We, we realize that it, that's not where life is at anymore. Again, suffering can either make us bitter or it can make us better. God wants it for us to be better, that we should draw closer to him, count on him more, look to him more. I read about a man who had he was a huge partier. He, was, he loved drinking all the time. He was the life of the party. And then one day, his three-year-old daughter was killed by a drunk driver. And that terrible tragedy caused him to totally turn from his ways, drinking and partying, realizing that what that type of a way brings, that type of a lifestyle can bring. It brings death. And Joni Erickson Tada, I love this quote, She said, sometimes God allows what he hates to accomplish what he loves. Sometimes God will allow what he hates to accomplish what he loves. Thinking of her life story, she was paralyzed as a young woman, and I'm sure God hates to do that, hates to allow those, hates how we were living in this fallen world, but then he loves what it accomplishes. The cross, Jesus Christ dying on the cross to save mankind. He, he allows what he hates. He allows death. He allows suffering. Why? To bring things that he loves, life and everlasting life in so many people's lives. There's a connection there. Let's look at the next verse, verse two and three. He goes on to say that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but the, for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past time doing the will of heathens, Gentiles. That word is heathens or unbelievers. When we walked in lewdness and lust and drunkenness and revelries, drinking parties and abominable idolatries. In other words, he's saying, um, you wasted enough time. And I can say amen to that. I wasted a lot of time in this world. 
And I believe it's a good thing to realize that time that you spent as an unbeliever was a waste of time. It's like the clock started when the day you said, Jesus Christ, be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I give you my life completely. Come live inside me. Give me new life. It's almost like a clock in heaven starts. Okay, ding, there it goes. It starts. New life. There it goes. Now you're on the clock. Because all that life before that, all that life of sin and, and you know, drunkenness or whatever you did, and you might say, well, pastor, I was never a drunkard or something. Well, believe me, you did sin. You, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the clock has started. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. And then if you're older like me, it goes tick, tock, 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 tick, tock. And there's some in the sanctuary that are telling me, it's going like, tick, 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 Listen, my question is, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. And just picture this, a time, and please, this is just for analogy purposes, but, you know, a clock on the wall has your name on it in heaven. God knows that the end time, God knows the start time, the life, when you gave your life to Christ, It started. When the rapture comes or when you die, it ends. And my question is, as that clock is ticking and ticking and ticking, it's almost, you know, picture this. It's almost like, okay, you know, they're being used for the Lord. So cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Working in children's ministry, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Working on the worship team, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Doing things for the Lord, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Doing things, sharing Christ, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Talking about Jesus, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Worshiping God, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Praying, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. But there could very well be another clock with another name. The day of Christ, the day you die. What are we doing with that time? What am I doing with that time? And I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand me. Please, I'm not up here trying to say, oh, everybody needs to quit their job. They need to be in full-time ministry. No, I'm not saying that. God has called all of us to a, a plan and a purpose in your workplace. Are you being used? Wherever you're at, if you're in school, what are you doing with the life in Christ? And you, you've spent enough time in these areas of lust and drinking and, and partying and all these things, but for now, now what are we doing? And the exhortation is, for we have spent enough of our past life in doing the will of the Gentiles. Now we're supposed to be doing the will of God. Just to, for you note takers, the three areas he highlights has to do with sexual sin, sex outside of marriage, sexual perversion, drunkenness, partying, drug abuse, lack of devotion to the true and living God, idolatry, all these areas. As believers, that should be a thing of the past. I love what someone said. They said, You cannot kill time without injuring eternity. I'm just killing time. Well, you're injuring eternity then. I love what Paul the Apostle said regarding this. Paul the Apostle says, and do this knowing the time. Do you know the time that you're living in? That now is high time to awake out of sleep. That might be someone in the sanctuary right now. (laughs) Wake out of sleep. No, that's talking about spiritually. (laughs) (laughs) wake out of sleep spiritually get up wake up spiritually for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed 
the, the night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, sin, cast it off, put it behind you, and let us put on the armor of, can we say it together? The armor of light. Don't you like the sound of that? The armor of light. It's on the cheek. I wish we could see in the spiritual realm, you know, the armor of light, the breastplate of righteousness, the, you know, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.